0: welcome on tonight check out the cricket podcast uh welcome to all our regular subscribers and listeners and also welcome to people that are new to this if you are new where have you been we've been going for four years make sure you subscribe tell your friends and join the party uh today i'm talking to andre Nell. Great. welcome along. Great to see you and uh, speak to you. How are you, sir?
1: Hi, Darren. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we, um, yeah, nice to be on the show and I I can um, share some interesting stories.
0: Yeah. So, a glittering career in uh, South Africa, playing Test Cricket for South Africa. You've played ODI. In fact, I think you play played pretty much every format of the game, including some franchise stuff. Um, and you've now arrived at Chunksford Cricket Club. We'll get to Chelmsford uh, in a minute, but... Um, just winding back, just tell us about your early days um, playing cricket as a youngster down in South Africa. What was it that got you into the game?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is I wasn't a big uh, career player. I was actually more of a rugby player. I played cricket to stay busy.
0: And you got the build.
1: When I turned 15, 16, I got slightly taller and bigger. Um, I was more of a batsman who bowled a little bit. Um, I started bowling a bit quicker. Uh, and then eventually I started hitting someone on the body and I saw pain on their face, and I thought, this could be quite enjoyable. And uh, so from there on, uh, sort of taking off playing more cricket than rugby, and uh, when I was 18, 19, uh, I played both professionally. Uh, My dad said I had to pick one of the the sports, and I thought cricket just had a long career. I thought I'd probably be better with that, and yeah, luckily I think I picked the right sport, and that's where the space of 19 to about 24, the space of five years... My career took off quite quickly and things um, happened very quickly for me.
0: Yeah. Who who were your sporting idols when you were at that age?
1: Well, it's, the last thing for me it was, it was still Alan Donald. I've always I loved Alan and Sean Pollock. Um, and then, fine enough to be privileged enough to play with him was a big honour and privilege. So, yeah, I was probably them too. Uh, I was probably my biggest heroes I followed. It
0: was, it was a golden era for South African cricket. I mean, you mentioned some of those Great names there. Um, and you went up against um, some of the best as well, notably Brian Lara, who you seem to have the spell over through the test career.
1: Yeah, I think I've just been really fortunate against him. I think my action was so poor that uh, I think <laughs> Brian didn't really uh, know what to expect, and uh, maybe that guy did in my favor. Um, but I, I was fortunate enough to get him, I think, if I'm correct, eight times out of 11 Ingers, I got him out. So um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to get him out a few times so yeah, maybe that's my good action that um, uh, played a part to that
0: <laughs> You're very modest You're very modest um, How would you compare him to Chris Gale or are they just completely different?
1: Uh, see, I, I got Chris Gale out uh, a few
0: times but he also hit
1: me for a lot of runs so, <laughs> so yeah. you, know, you, you take the wins and you, you take the losses and that's how you get better as cricket I think
0: Yeah uh, and talking of uh, the West Indies, um, I was actually there in two thousand and seven when uh, you guys absolutely steamrolled England uh, in Barbados in the World Cup. Um, and uh, I think you had a pretty good day that day as well. I
1: think I actually had a decent spell. I think like three for three for twenty, or I think if I'm correct, I can't remember exactly. I think it was three wickets. It's a real good spell, but it doesn't matter. We got to to the semi-finals and lost against Australia quite convincingly. So. So it doesn't really matter if you're beating and you still want to win the World Cup. Somebody <laughs> all placed a two of the West Indies and it was a it was a really nice World Cup, but um it it doesn't fulfill your heart as much if you're walking away with nothing.
0: Yeah, I know. Um that was quite an Australian side as well.
1: And that's yeah. one thing I'm, I'm really privileged and honored uh, like um that I played for my country and there's some real good test sides we paid against and saying that I I possibly paid one of against one of the best. Australian sides ever.
0: I think that's how you really measure your own talent is by playing against some of the greats like that. Um, And that's how you find out I think how good you are and how you can learn as well. Um, So around about that time you arrived in England playing county cricket um, and uh, you turned up at Essex. How did you find that? How's county cricket compared to what you've done so far?
1: Yeah, county cricket is I think a good learning experience for any cricketer. Do you now understand their bodies better and how things work? Um, and then eventually being able to come and coach at Essex for three years was a real nice experience. Um, I was still young as a coach and I was still learning a lot. So uh, those two years or three years at Essex was really, really nice and I enjoyed it a lot. It's just, it's a difficult way, it's a different way of coaching. Where in South Africa, it's slightly more dictated by the coaches how to do things. Where when you coach over here, it's almost more player driven. Yeah. Uh, and it's, takes time for you to get used to that way of coaching, uh, but I've enjoyed my experience at Essex and the coaching style. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been good, and uh, it was an nice, us uh, opportunity for us then to move over here full time. My family's there, uh, and we now relocated to uh, to England to hopefully stay uh, as long as we can.
0: Yeah, uh, and you, there's some some good players again at Essex, um, both then and sort of up to now when you've been coaching, Alistair Cook to name one of them. Yeah, is as unbelievable
1: cricketers, I was fortunate enough to play against him. As as unbelievable to work with him, uh, yeah, Jamie Porter, Sam Cook, is some really good cricketers um, at Essex, and all uh, really good cricketers. Um, yeah, the experience, like I said, was is unbelievable for me for to get opportunity to come and coach county cricket. Uh, I would love to still be coaching county cricket, but hopefully that opportunity will come along. Uh, hopefully soon, I've got enough experience and knowledge hopefully to share with county cricketers so hopefully that opportunity will come along
0: again yeah i'm sure i'm sure um you also were in the IPL um a few years back and franchise cricket is what everyone's talking about at the moment it seems to be almost like a monster overshadowing the rest of the world the traditional game how how did you find uh the IPL when you were involved? IPL was an unbelievable
1: experience it's um just the, the amount of people that come and watch the, the professional that are and such a, a short, limited time, you've got 40 days basically to get a side together. Um, it's just how uh, all those different cultures pull together, it's an unbelievable experience. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I think that's possibly a, a good way of doing things now. You can see all these T20 tournaments around the world, it's getting players in to just strengthen and play with uh, the local players you've to learn them on the job basically. So, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a great concept. And, um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't take away uh, too much from guys wanting to play for their countries where now it's really money dictated instead of honour and privilege playing for the countries and people now uh, deciding to possibly pay more RPL for money instead of playing for the country. And that's the only thing I, I think they need to find the right balance.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think still... If you're a, a serious young cricketer, I think still pulling on the whites and uh, playing Test cricket still will be the the ultimate thing. You can make the money later on when you.
1: Yeah, I think say, the the privilege playing for your country and saying that you paid for your country at the highest level is it should be the biggest drive. But it's also the cultures have changed, the times have changed. People's now sometimes dealing with, with money possibly or the love of T Twenty cricket, less cricket, more money. Uh, you you got to consider that these days the youngsters doesn't want to work as hard, maybe. But uh, for me, it's always been the honour and privilege playing for a country and representing a country at the highest level, especially Test cricket. It's a true test, and so uh, hopefully someday still still should be cricketers out there wanting to do that. And,
0: and you mentioned the youngsters, and uh, it's important that the youngsters are involved and engaged with the game, uh, and we get as many in. and And the biggest growth in the last few years in this country has been girls cricket and I gather that's what uh, your your daughter's involved uh, playing for the Willows at Chelmsford Cricket Club.
1: Yeah I think the women's game is evolving so much and it'll be a great opportunity even now as any coach to get involved with cricket or uh, women's cricket because it's growing so so well and quickly. Um, There's such big platforms now for the girls to express themselves and um, so, yeah, I would love to even get involved with women's cricket these days because there's such good opportunities to coach as a coach. And The biggest thing for me is I don't really care about mm-hmm. I coach as long as a coach coaching helping. So that's a real good opportunity. I know my daughter plays at Chelmsford, and I think that's how I sort of got the rope into start thinking about playing cricket again. She was to play cricket. She always plays hockey at Chelmsford for the last four years. Um, went to watch her, then she started playing cricket the last probably year. And I got roped into doing the umpiring because I'm probably the only person who knew the rules properly. Um, and then also I started training to do the um, to London Marathon this year. Got a lot fitter. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, so I think that's how things happen that I eventually got back to playing cricket again. I'm not sure it's the best choice because I played Saturday and I'm regretting it on a Monday because my body's so sore. But hopefully that gets better. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully I'll pay a bit more and, get used to the pain again. The the thought process is there, but the body can't back it up anymore. (laughs) So I think these days it's just uh, I think and the biggest sense and that's what I said to Charles Finn is that I I desperately wanna play, but they mustn't depend on me that I'm gonna bowl the overs or win games with bat and ball. I'm there to play, socialize with people, but also there's a bunch of youngsters that I could assist and on the field, and that brings more value than me and they depending on me winning games or bowling nine overs every weekend. It's for me there to play a little bit, but assist and help the, the youngsters on the field. And I think that's the I think the value I would bring to them. And that's why I, that's the, I think the biggest reason I'm wanting to play it really is, but a bit of social side. But I, I think uh, the, the value I can bring to to helping the youngsters.
0: Yeah, I think that's the great thing. Um, The Essex League um, has got a great tradition in in recent years of having experienced guys coming along. And the best thing is uh, how much the youngsters can learn and be inspired um, by having guys like you around to help them with their technique and just uh, make them feel a little bit better.
1: I think so. And the brilliant thing is, we were playing this little boy called Jack. I'm not even sure what his surname is. I think he's 12. But he was so engaged in just, wanting to learn and it's my first game I play with most of them and it's probably the first time I met half the team on Saturday but they're all disengaged and the biggest thing with me is just what you see is what you get there's no airs and fears I just want to help
0: yeah yeah no it's fantastic now before you go I'm just going to ask you the Ashes is about to start here in England Um England are a different team to what they were 12 months ago everyone's excited have you got any thoughts who do you think is going to come out top in the Ashes? I think
1: it'll be a brilliant series. Um, if England plays the way they are, it's going to be um, a risk and reward. And the English team has a really good bowling attack. I know Hazelwood's up, but they've got so decent depth. So um, if England can keep playing the way they are and uh, take their risk and reward way, I think they've got a real good chance of winning the Ashes. Um, but the other thing is also... The Australians might take the same option because they they will take attack they play attacking way, they'll play exactly the same way. So it'll be good to see how they um change their game. But also so it'll be a good series, but I think England will, will win uh
0: two-one. Oh strong prediction, strong prediction. Well I think it's gonna be fantastic. Uh Andre, many thanks for joining us. we'll pop down and uh we'll uh prop up the the bar at Chelmsford after a game one Saturday and uh uh, exchange some more stories but it's great to have you involved locally and, uh, and thanks for some of your reminiscences about the years gone by it's absolutely fantastic so andre now thank you so much for joining us
1: thanks for having me Darren. keep well.
0: thanks for listening to 19 out the cricket podcast please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.